More Bears coverage on Instagram. Follow us at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is the ESPN Chicago Post Game Show. Bears finished the season 6-11 and 11 after a 31-17 loss to the Minnesota Vikings today as um, now we await what happens. Black Monday coming up tomorrow. Don't forget, all the guys will be here and will be here early. Cap and Jay Hood start the day at 5 o'clock, 9 o'clock. It'll be Carmen and Yurko going all the way till noon. Then Jeff Meller, Dion Miller breaking it down for you till 2 when Carmen and, I'm sorry, when Waddle and Sylvie then come in. And Chris Black will be here leading you up then to the NCAA championship game, Alabama and Georgia. So 14 hours of coverage right here, all local, all live and local on ESPN 1000. That Steelers game, after they win 16-13 in overtime, they have a 99% chance to make the playoffs. The only way they don't make the playoffs is if the Chargers and Raiders end in a tie. Um, If they end in a tie, then... They would not go to the playoffs because what happens is at the end of the tie, the Chargers or Raiders would both go to the playoffs. Very, very interesting stuff as we get down to the final games in the National Football League regular season. Don't forget the playoffs next week. You've got two games on Saturday. Then Sunday, you've got three games, one on Monday night for the wild card weekend extending to Monday evening. Um, we'll get back to your phone calls in a second. 312-332-3776. Matt Nagy. Possibly for the last time as a Bears head coach, stepped to the podium up in Minnesota after the 31-17 win for Minnesota. And here's what he had to say. Let's listen to it here on ESPN 1000. All right, I'll get started here. So um, no, no injuries for, for our team, so that's a good thing coming out of that game. Uh, big picture just from, from the game, uh, we weren't able to, to get going in that big red zone from that plus you know, 35 to the plus, plus 25, you felt it. I felt like we controlled the game for the, the first half. And, you know, we got down there to that, that fourth and goal um, when we got the, the touchdown call back by Andy and didn't get that, weren't able to get that play. We took some sacks on, on fourth down um, throughout. So, you know, I just, when you have, you have 80 plays like we were, we were moving the football, doing different things, similar to the first time that we played these guys. We just weren't as productive. They have a good third down uh, defense. Um, I think when you look at the numbers, uh, you know, 20-something attempts on third and fourth down, one for six on on fourth down, you felt that. um, And that's a credit to them. You know, they did a great job there. So, you know, we we just didn't come out in the second half and and finish them. um, And you got to give credit to them. The game kind of got away a little bit there towards the end, unfortunately, with the pick six. Uh, So we were, you know, that's, that's where we're at right now and was able to talk to the guys and, um, and just explain to them, hey, listen, you know, this has been a long season, uh, but at the same point in time, the thing that we all need to use um, these life experiences to, to make ourselves better and how that is, you know, and, and how you handle yourself. You look back and you say, um, you know, did I stay the same? How do I, you know, what did I change? And then how do I make myself better uh, moving forward? It's important. These guys care in there. They care in that locker room. We care as coaches. And so, um, as I say every year to the team, uh, the, the last three years and now this year, you know, every NFL team is different heading into the, uh, the, the next year and whether it's players, whether it's coaches. And so individually reflect, see where we can get better. This isn't where we wanted to be or how we wanted to do it. Um, but, you know, use it to get better. So that's kind of that was kind of our message. 
Yeah. Sure. Um, well, there's there's a lot of realism to everything. You know, when um, when you're in this position and you're a leader of a team and uh, you go through and you you try to you know create and build a culture like we have here, you want to be able to um, to get better. You want to be able to go through the highs and lows throughout the year. And we know how the season went this year. Uh, we know here how it went towards the end of the year, and then of course today's game, but. Um, right now, it's not really, it, you know, I'll have time here uh, when the season ends to be able to uh, reflect, as always. And these guys, I, I think the big picture is understanding that it, it, it hasn't been what we wanted. But, um, again, trying to always keep this mentality of how do you use this to make yourself better. And, and even myself as a head coach, you know, how, how do I make myself better? And, um, and then the players do that, and we, 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 uh, we know that we got to use that to get better down the road. What have you learned, I guess, this season? Yeah. Sure. No, I think uh, probably for me as a, as a head coach, when you go through this season, um, you understand that the other 31 coaches are going through the, the COVID protocol stuff that we have. You understand you have different positions uh, that, that when you're competing and you're getting young guys to come in and compete, um, you have a coaching staff that you're dealing with. And uh, for me, probably the biggest thing is just making sure that I think that um, it's not what we wanted and how did we react to that as the weeks went by. When you go through a losing streak like we did, that can be difficult. That, that's challenging. And did you change and, and how did you use it to get better and did you fight through it? And we did that, but at the same point in time, you, you always look back and, and you say, okay, what was your record? You know, and, and did you win enough? And did you get into playoffs to have an opportunity? Because once you get into playoffs, it's, it's zero and zero. And, and we didn't do that. So um, I think right now at this moment, I don't have a great answer other than, you know, being able to reflect at the end of the year when I think about it a little longer. Matt, this is the how do you feel about your time? I, I uh, again, my four years um, that I'm here, I'm just, I, you, I look at a few things. Um, you look at developing players uh, specifically at their positions, guys that you, that you're a part of in the draft process uh, w- with Ryan and, and, you know, all of our personnel and our coaching and, and all the time that goes into that. And, um, and then you look into each specific season. And, you know, we had a, we had a, a really good first year together at, at 12 and 4, and now we continue to grow here. Um, as you build through the draft, you have young guys that are getting better and better uh, each year, and they're improving. Uh, we have some older guys, too, on this roster that um, were, have been a part of this and, and just kind of seeing how that rolls. But I'm just proud of these players. I really am. I'm proud of the coaches. Uh, I think that um, I know how much they care, and I know how much they want to be better. And to me, that matters. Um, now, again, we, we understand our record. We know that that's real. That's a part of it. But uh, where, do the guys care, and do they fight? And they do do that. Do you, do you believe you have the answers for why the offense didn't work here? Or is that something that you will need to dig into in the offseason to, to be able to answer for when you have future opportunities? Well, there's, there's, a, there's, that's a, there's a lot that goes into that question. There, there's, a, there's so much um, when you look at um, different teams and, and where they're at and whether it's you know, different positions. Um, how they work together in all three phases, you know, whatever that is, and how, how it's a team game. So uh, we know we want to be better offensively. We know, you know, it, it hasn't been what we wanted it to, to be. But, um, you know, that's, that's what you need to do as a coach is find, try to find answers. And you get together with personnel and you figure out where you're weak at 
position-wise. And then schematically, that's probably what part of that part of your question too is, okay, I would say stating the obvious that we need to be better in the red zone, right? I don't think we were good enough this year in the red zone. So um, being better there, and whether that's players, whether it's scheme, whatever it is, you've got to score more points when you get down in the red zone. What's your understanding of when you'll learn your future and how you'll learn your yeah, again, um, I've never been in this position before, and, and for me, it's, it's, uh, I continue to, to um, you know, just go about business like normal, and I mean, I mean that. You know, I've had conversations as, as uh, nothing has changed, as I've told you guys a few days ago, and uh, I, I know this, whatever is supposed to happen will happen, and, and I'm, I'm a positive person, and again, uh, I just, I think that it's about these players right now, and these players have fought their asses off to play hard. They sacrifice their body every day, and, and everything else will take care of itself how it's supposed to. Now, we've heard you guys talk you know, over the years about, you know, when you're worried about the next week's opponent, you can kind of just focus on that and not worry about the outside noise. Did it creep in at any point for you in the last four or six weeks? It, it, it seems like, you know, if the noise outside got louder, it, it would have to find a plane something. No, you know, it's... It's probably probably for people that are outside the building. Um, you, you guys, everybody has uh, a job that they need to do um, to create stories and to um, have have things to write about, both in a good way and, and sometimes negatively. You know that, and that's that's a part of, of where we're at right now. But um, that's not leaving, and that's not changing. It's about how you handle it. You know, and so there's true reports, there's false reports. And again, you need to be able to create a wall. And I think that's part of the strength of the, the character of your building, you know. Um, we went through that on Thanksgiving. We went through it on Thanksgiving. And uh, that's, that's an experience for me that I'll always be able to use and, and understand that when you see guys that pull together and, and play together, when you go through something like that, it actually brings you closer. And um, that's really what happened with these guys. So th- they're all distractions. And we always talk about eliminate distractions, and I think those, the players have done a great job with that. It's not easy, but they've done a great job with it. Man, when you came here, you acknowledged the, uh, the opportunity you had to be the coach of the Bears. It hasn't worked out like, like, it worked out like it has. Are you disappointed in yourself? Are you disappointed in, in circumstances? What, uh, you know, how, how do you just feel about the way the whole thing has transpired? In the, yeah, no, you, you, look at the, you look at the big picture of where we're at, and, and you know, there's, there's different seasons, there's different records, and you build these relationships. And um, after every year, you can reflect and, and look into the reasons as to um, why you got to where you got to and how you get better. And, and then you do that as a, from a head coach's perspective. You do it from a, a teaching perspective. You do it from schematics perspective. And, um, but, again, uh, you know, when I'm the position that I'm in right now, I just feel like uh, it's my job as a leader to make sure that I continue to stay positive with these guys. And um, whatever, whatever has happened in my four years here, uh, good and bad, there's a reason for all of it. And, and even selfishly and individually for me, there's a reason why this is happening right now. And when this stuff happens, it, it, again, like I told the guys in there, let this, let this stuff right here refine you, not define you. That's important, right? Um, and so I'm sure you guys have bad days every now and then too, right? You have a bad day. How do you react to it? Do you stay negative and stay in a bad mood for two weeks, or do you, do you get out of it? 
And, and so um, in this profession, as a leader, you got to make sure you stay positive. you got to make sure you lead. And then you got to use it to make yourself better. And regardless of what, what happens, whether it's with another player or myself, I promise you I'm going to do that. And, and I will let this um, refine me and not define me. You sound like a guy that's pretty much be comfortable no matter what happens. You've kind of accepted well, I just—it's it's not that. It's—it's it's the fact that, again, when you when you're the day that I signed up to be the head coach here in Chicago, right? On a year-to-year basis, you're always you're always understanding that what comes with your position, right? That's real. That's life. And so this, the situation that we're in this year um, is is one where. Uh, we know our record's not good enough. We all want to be better. We know that. So this is all stuff that comes attached to it. So you got to deal with it. You can't run from it. You got to be real. You got to talk about it. You got to understand it. And then you got to be able to have a plan, um, understanding individually, but also as a leader and a, and a team leader with these guys, because these guys deserve that. You know, they're they're. We got great players, man. We got great people. We got great coaches, and and I just respect all them too much. And and so sometimes I'm very honest, and I just. Uh, I talk about that stuff, you know, and I, I always try to hit every avenue. We've heard two words from you in terms of your partnership with Ryan. It's been collaboration and conviction, right? And assuming that's completely true. Sure. Collaborating, you guys have had conviction on all the decisions, yep. draft picks, free agent signings, other personal decisions. What do you think that's gone wrong about those things, even though you had such conviction on those things in the front end? I, I, don't, I don't see it that way as, as what's gone wrong. I, I actually look at it the other way. I think when you look at what's gone right, with the players that we have in this building right now, and since we've been together, I think we all understand that this this isn't something that just happens in one or two years. You know, when you draft a player, it takes a little bit of time to get that player going, and then when you draft a lot of players together, it takes several years. And now all of a sudden, you get to the point to where they're rocking and rolling because they're now three or four years into it, and that's where we're at right now. That's what's exciting is knowing that there's a nice group of young leaders on this team right now that are good football players. And, and so that's probably what you say about the collaboration and communication that we have is that has not changed with Ryan and myself from the very first day. And it hasn't changed us as people. When sometimes adversity can strike, you, you, people start acting different. Ryan's not different. I'm not different. Too much respect. You know, you just you, you, you do things the right way. And I'm, I'm proud of the way that we've handled all of this together and, and, and the players that we've talked about, selected, our personnel department, our coaching staff, all of it. There's a, there's a good thing going here right now. And there's a, there's a really good uh, franchise quarterback that's here that's going to be good for a long time. And uh, both Ryan and I were, were um, a part of that. Last one, Brian. You guys have expressed optimism genuinely the last three years. And yeah. With the nucleus that's in the locker room right now, fields, what's realistic for this football team in 2022? A lot has to happen. Sure. What's, what, what's realistic the- no, there's there's a there's a really bright future for our team, and I think that um, when you look at again, you start getting these young guys. Uh, you look at Roquan Smith, right? He is only getting better and better. And you know, again, for me, selfishly, with Ryan, that was uh, a first draft pick of mine that I've ever been a part of. Where it's you're 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 there with Ryan doing it, and so I'm proud to see him grow. Um, and then you look at a guy like David Montgomery. And, and how he's grown. You look at a guy like, and I'm talking off, you know, offensively now with Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, and, and now you got these young tackles, and there's a really good youthful 
usefulness to the offense. And I think that there's still some time. You got Justin. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of good stuff. And I, I like that about these guys. And the, the other part of this, Brad, is this, is that these players, um, they're, they're finally learning how to be good football players. But what's going to take us over the top is having them learn how to be great leaders. Because championship Super Bowl football teams have great leaders that are great football players. Because when you hit, you hit a little bit of a snag and you lose a few, the players are the ones that get you through that. Because they're great leaders, they're high-character people that are great football players. And the more of those that you have, you win a lot of games. And then you have an opportunity to get in the dance to, to win the whole thing. That's what this team has right now. It's there. And that's what I'm selfishly proud of with Ryan, of what's here. And, uh, you know, and then, again, uh, the excitement of Justin at quarterback because Justin's going to have a very bright future. Yeah, a lot of people hope that uh, Matt Nagy in his uh, postgame press conference, last one of the season, could be his last one as a head coach of the Chicago Bears. We'll get to your phone calls in just a second. Anything you want to do to react to that? I will just say the same thing I've said about Nagy uh, since the midway point of the season. I believe he deserves to be out, but the team never gave up. They played hard each and every game. Uh, I don't know what happened in the second half today. Uh, the secondary had all kinds of struggles. That was bad. But um, he talked about uh, Justin Fields numerous times, and he says there's a very bright future. I think Bears fans are hoping that that is the case. 312-332-3776. We'll get your calls and more after this on ESPN 1000. The ESPN Chicago postgame show continues on the ESPN Chicago app in HD at 100.3 HD2 and on AM at ESPN 1000. So you heard from Matt Nagy, you heard from Darnell Mooney. We'll hear from Andy Dalton in just a little bit. Dalton with um, okay numbers for the game. Um... 33 of 48, 325, a touchdown, two interceptions, a passer rating of 77.2. He was sacked seven times, and he has a problem when he gets sacked. He keeps running backwards. Oh, 14-yard loss, 13-yard loss. Uh, Bears lose 31-17, waiting now to see if and what the Bears front office does with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. We go to Mitchell and Displains. Hello, Mitchell. Floor is yours. Hey. Hey, Fred. Um, first of all, um, I'm excited for your uh, next phase of life. Uh, you've earned every step of the way, and you're an inspiration to us all. Thanks. Um, regar- regarding the Bears, um, you know, through the, the tenure of Nagy, he's always put the emphasis that, you know, he really thinks that the players care. I'm sure, you know, just using your common sense, if the players didn't care, they wouldn't be there. So you don't get extra credit for doing the right thing. Um, number two, he never put the emphasis on beating Green Bay or the Pat, or, or obviously anyone in the division like Minnesota. So this year, folks, we lost to Green Bay twice, and we lost to the Vikings twice. Yes, we beat the Lions. Well, you know, so be it. The thing is that when you deconstruct Nagy, it comes down to the strategies. What were the strategies, Fred? What were the strategies about being in charge of our division? Where's the rally, you know, the talk about winning our division? Every week we hear Nagy, who would do a great job if he was an S. You know what I mean by S, yes, right? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. So my point, you know, for those that don't understand that, that's uh, Fred, you can just explain. But the bottom line is this. When it comes to basically going week in and week out, we've seen that because of the coaching, 
because of those failed strategies, we find ourselves in these up and down what I call season. Now, I want to ask you this point blank. Fred, that story that came out around Thanksgiving, do you feel that story was a ruse or did you think it was true? I think it was true. I think it was true. Wow. And I think the Bears actually decided to pull back and see how the, everything went. And they didn't want the, uh, they didn't want the news that got out, um, to be the way it ended. So I, I do have a feeling that it was true. Interesting. And do you think that um, they just got basically cold feet and they just said, you know, we're going to go into some kind of ulterior motive or to cover it up because they felt embarrassed? Is, is that the reason why? I think that could be. Re- could be. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. So, All right. Well, Fred, have a great uh, remainder of the year. It was great having you on the air. Thanks, again, Mitchell. You're an inspiration to us all. Take I, care. I appreciate it, Mitchell. Always, always very, very thoughtful uh, comments. Let's go to Plano and Scotty. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Scotty. Hey, how's it going? I just want to say I've been listening to you ever since birth in the morning. It's like you're fantastic, and I'm going to really miss you. Thank make you. Certain you make it's 5 o'clock somewhere your weekly routine. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So, all right, so I'm calling because, to me, like, what the Bears need is a whole a, a change. I mean, get rid of Pace, get rid of Nagy. And team number three, GM should be Lewis Riddick. Number two, Bill Polian. I know that sounds kind of strange, but he's very, very good. And number one should be Theo Epstein. And then for bringing a coach, it should just be Jim Harbaugh. And get Tide Haley as your offensive coordinator. You guys will be all set. But if Ryan Pace stays, he may get rid of Nagy or he may not. But if he does get rid of him, he'll bring in Vic Fangio because now he's available. And he used to be on the Bears team. So I just want to hear what you have to say about that. And you take care of yourself. Thanks, Scotty. Uh, he is available, but I don't think he's going to come right back. Uh, after being gone, I don't think they would bring him back as a head coach. I don't know that he wants to come right back to the team he was with and the organization he was with to be a defensive coordinator. Um, we'll, I'll be interested to see what happens with Vic Fangio. He's a tremendous defensive coordinator. Everybody knows that. Um, but as a head coach, he didn't, he liked the Bears, didn't really have quarterbacks. And uh, they struggled with their quarterback position for a long time. And pretty much all the time that, uh, Vic Fangio was there. So I'm sure if he didn't take a head coaching job, he'd like a place that has a quarterback. And the Bears are hoping they have one. So, but I don't know what he would do. Um, Doug Peterson's a name that's popped up in my head the last couple of weeks. We'll see. He's a guy the Bears also had in uh, at at their training during the weeks, uh, several weeks back, probably in the middle of the season. He was in town because he runs the offense that Matt likes to run and all that stuff. Uh, ran it in Philadelphia, won a Super Bowl with it with Nick Foles. So he's a guy out there that still is looking for a position as well. Let's go to Iowa. And Tim, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Tim. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I just have a couple, maybe maybe two questions slash comments. Yeah. No, number one was on the broadcast today, they made the comment that the Bears only have 26 players under contract. Is that a norm for the NFL? That seems like an awful low number to me. They do have a lot of turnover on every team over the certain periods of time, but I know the Bears had did have a lot of one- and two-year contracts. A lot of them are coming up. Their, their free agent list is very, very long. Yeah. So then then the other part, and, that, and I'll hang up after this, is, is the question that I'd really like to hear asked, um, you know, from McCaskey, uh, through Phillips to Pace to, to to Nagy is at the end of Nagy's first year as a head coach right. to today, does he feel as though this, the team is in better shape or the team is better than it was then? 
Well, I can't imagine anybody would say yes because they went one. They, I, Tim, appreciate the call. They went eight and eight, eight and eight, and now uh, six and eleven, and um, they seem to be going backwards. And their defense, I understand their defense had some injuries this year with Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. Um, they also had given up on Kyle Fuller, and they brought in Kendall Vildor. He can't play that position. At least he's not ready to do it yet. So I wouldn't see how anybody could say that, yes, it had been improved. We go to Houston, and Bob, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Bob. Hey, Fred. Chef Bob from Vincitore. How are you? I'm okay, Bob. How are you? I'm good. I'm out in Texas now. And I heard it was your last. I listened to the all day yesterday, and I I wanted to call in today and, and just say good luck. And uh, your wife Pat and you were great customers, and uh, it, you know it was just nice to meet you. You're you're a great guy. I, you were like right up by JD, and what you guys did for him was awesome. Are you doing you doing okay? You doing good? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. I'm watching a little football. I got a zombie dust here with you, and I'm going to have a toast here at the end of the show. There you go. That's a and, good one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, hey, I got a couple of questions because I'm out here. You don't get all the info. What happened with Mac? He's been hurt. He's had a while. It was an ankle, a leg injury. He's been out for most of the, most of the year. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. But you know what? Then Robert Quinn all of a sudden stepped up and had an awesome season. Oh, and no, I, no, I seen that. that yeah, was great. and then uh, listening to that Nagy soundbite was like listening to Doctor Fauci and the CDC. <laughs> Bob, I appreciate I appreciate hearing from you. I hope all's well. Stay healthy. I got a break coming up. Uh, it's nice to hear from you. Um, Bob ran a great, great restaurant in Downers Grove. I'm sorry, in West Michael, Vincent Torrey, and uh, just awesome food. Best thing he ever made that I ever had at that restaurant was the grilled calamari on flash-fried spinach. It was so delicious, absolutely delicious. He now is down in Houston, hopefully doing well. 312-332-3776. That's the number. We'll get to your phone calls. We'll hear from Andy Dalton after his game today. Dalton put up nice numbers, but he had some big problems getting sacked. We'll talk about that and more when we come back after this on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports is Talking Bears football. This is the ESPN Chicago Post Game Show. Here's Fred Hubner. Third down, Hunt. Hunt breaks a tackle and he's got a first down. He's still on his feet. Fred, I wish I could say that we've never seen this before. As you just alluded to, though, we have seen this before. We have covered many games like this. Thank you, Fred. Always a pleasure, my friend. Ah, that was our guy, Jeff Dickerson, when earlier this year when the Bears lost to Cleveland, and that was one of the most brutal losses of the season. 312-332-3776. Earlier, our guy Fat Mike called up, and he was at that Cleveland game in Cleveland. He said this one was just as bad to watch. You think about it, the Bears were up 14-0 in this game in the second quarter. They gave up a field goal at the end of the second quarter. It was 14-3 at the break. And then the Vikings go on and just keep piling up the score. Final 31-17. Bears finish the season 6-11. and I mentioned Andy Dalton, 33 for 48, 325, one touchdown, two interceptions. Both of them um, probably could have ate the ball. 
um, and not thrown it. The second time the ball got tipped, went up in the air, was intercepted. He was sacked seven times in the game for 59 yards. Darnell Mooney, a nice game. 12 for 126 as he becomes the first um, Bear draft pick since 2014 to um, get over 1,000 yards receiving. And the 18th uh, Bears receiver to have 1,000 yards. And that's not a big, as big a deal anymore because, you know, you play a lot of games. You play 17 games in a season now. So the 1,000 yards is not as much, uh, doesn't mean as much as it used to be. That's why earlier today I was surprised in the broadcast. They kept talking about how uh, Justin Jefferson was trying to break Randy Moss's uh, yardage record for a single season. Well, you're getting an extra game. If you're good, you should break that record. And I know people say, well, how about the Maris and Ruth and all the other stuff? And listen, uh, if you play an extra game and you break a record, there should be an asterisk. Just my opinion. No one asked. 312-332-3776. Matt Nagy was asked today after the game, how and when will he know about his future? I've never been in this position before. And, and for me, it's it's uh, I continue to, to um, you know, just go about business like normal and I mean I mean that you know I've had conversations as as uh, nothing has changed as I've told you guys a few days ago and uh, I, I know this whatever is supposed to happen will happen and, and I'm, I'm a positive person and again uh, I just I think that it's about these players right now and these players have fought their asses off to play hard they sacrifice their body every day and and everything else will take care of itself how it's supposed to one of the things I've said for weeks with Matt Nagy is that the team never gave up on him. The team never uh, didn't play hard. Now, again, the second half of the game today, you might question that. But that secondary has been uh, trouble all season long. They were unable to get to Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter. He throws three touchdown passes and some long ones, too. He hits Jefferson for 45 yards. Uh, Eddie Jackson can't uh, break it up. He hits K.J. Osborne for 21 yards. And then Patrick Peterson with a 66-yard interception returned on a ball that, as I said, um, Andy Dalton probably should not have thrown. 312-332-3776. Andy Dalton talked after the game. Uh, could it be likely his last game with the Bears? I would think so. He did start the season as the Bears' starting quarterback, and he ended it because of COVID and everything else with Justin Fields. Dalton talked to the media after the contest. Fourth downs are important plays, and those uh, I mean, turned to be the, the difference in, in this game today. And so, I mean, it, it's unfortunate we weren't able to convert and, um, you know, make the plays when we needed to. They did a good job covering. I think that's all it came down to. And, um, yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, we weren't able to make that one. Can you give your expectations coming into the season, the things they told you when they were signing you and then how things actually went? Will you be having to get out of here to have a chance to kind of reset your career? Yeah, it's the year just ended in a free agency and all that kind of stuff will take care of itself and um, we'll, we'll, we'll attack that whenever the time comes and so um, you know, right now take a little time away and uh, just kind of uh, see, see where it goes in free agency yeah, I think guys are disappointed with the outcome today, and uh, we, we should have been. We did a lot of good things, and we just weren't able to to get it done in the end. And 
you know, there's a lot of guys just um, thanking guys for just how the, you know, what they meant to them this year and, and everything. And uh, I think that's that was the the biggest takeaway from the locker room after the after the game. Yeah, I mean, this is this is all part of your your story and your journey, and uh, I mean, this is just one year of it. It uh, so you know, take the lessons that you learned from this year and and make it so you're a better person, better player because of it. So much of the, the future of this organization is about where Justin goes. Spent nine, ten months around him. What is your overview of where Justin is at and where he can head? Yeah, he's got a lot of talent, and he uh, he can do a lot of really good things. And so, I mean, I I think there's a big step taken from the first year to the second year, and uh, I, I definitely think he'll take it. Yeah, you had obviously experience of playing and kind of watching the offense. What was the disconnect this season? Just kind of what they were planning and kind of the execution. Where do you think that lies? You know, I think there's just a lot of things that kind of play into that. The up and ups and downs of of the whole year, and um, you know, I think when you switch quarterbacks, there's things that go into that, and there's a lot of time that was spent in training camp with with guys that we that they didn't get with Justin when it went to Justin, and then when you know he got hurt, then I'm back in there, and then Nick gets to play. I think there's just a lot of things that, that, that go into that. Yeah, and there really has been. Think about it. You've seen all three quarterbacks play for the Bears this year. You've seen Andy Dalton. You've seen Justin Fields, and you also. Uh, saw Nick Foles play this year. Injuries, COVID, a lot of other things. It's been a weird year, um, but we were expecting more. Injuries to the defense have hurt with Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. Um, losses. Danny Trevathan didn't really play much at all this year because of injuries and things like that. The secondary was bad. There's a lot to go about, and that's why I think, and a lot of Bears fans think, that things are going to have to be changed up at Hallis Hall. We'll see if and when that happens. Don't forget, we're on tomorrow, 14 straight hours of local, live and local, starting at 5 in the morning with Cap and Jay Hood. They go till 9, then it's Carmen and Yurko, 9 till noon. At noon, it'll be Dion Miller from ABC7, along with Jeff Meller. They did our pregames this year. They'll be on from noon till 2, then Waddle and Sylvie till 6. Chris Black, all the way up until the kickoff for the NCAA championship game. 312-332-3776. Fred Hubner with you. We'll talk more Bears. They lose 31-17, final game of the season. They end up 6-11. We're discussing it here on ESPN 1000. This is the ESPN Chicago Post Game Show. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow at ESPN 1000 Chicago. season and we had one of the callers earlier was mentioning um a lot of the bears fans well, there were several bears fans that made fun of lovey smith when he came in here because he talked about the importance of beating the green bay packers and everyone says well you can't just do that you know you got to have a good season you got to put things together but when you're in a division you got to try to win the division that's one of the most important things to get into the postseason to getting to the playoffs is winning your division. And uh, it would be nice if you could do that. And this year, the Bears lost twice to the Packers and twice to the Vikings. Granted, you beat the Lions, but most people do, except earlier today, as um, the Green Bay Packers did not beat the Lions. Um, the Packers 
lose, but then again, they had nothing to play for. The Green Bay Packers were in a situation today where they had already locked up the number one spot. Um, you saw some yards put up by Aaron Rodgers today. He was 14 for 18, two touchdowns and 135. And uh, then Jordan Love came in, and uh, things didn't work out all that well for him. So now you got no timeouts. Of course you want to work the sidelines. Again, inbounds, got to be a chunk play. Love over the middle. Intercepted! Game over! Yeah, game over, and the Lions win. Just their third win of the season, 37-30 over the Packers. Packers 13-4. and And uh, Aaron Rodgers, not bad, 14 for 18, 138 and two touchdowns. That's a quarterback passer rating of 135.6. I think that's perfect, or that's pretty darn close to being perfect. So uh, pretty nice. Well, actually, it's not perfect because Tom Kennedy for Detroit threw one pass for 75 yards, and he got 158 quarterback passer rating. So I guess that's it. But now we all wait. We sit and wait and see what the Bears do, what the organization do. If it's uh, George McCaskey, does he make a move? Do they keep Ryan Pace? Do they get rid of Matt Nagy? And then is Pace in charge of finding the new head coach? Or do they go deeper? And we've discussed this for several weeks here on ESPN 1000, is if, in fact, they were going to get a president of football operations and get rid of Nagy and Ryan Pace, that's something they could have done a while ago. And hopefully, for a lot of Bears fans' sakes, they have been working on it. George has been talking to people around the NFL, people that have done this kind of thing before and maybe gotten some names for himself. We'll see what happens. Let's go to Oregon, Illinois. And Mike, you're on ESPN 1000. What's going on, Mike? Hey. Hey, though, Fred. I'm doing well. Uh, glad to hear you're moving on to better endeavors, but you've always been a pleasure to listen to. Thank you very and much. I appreciate it. What I got to say is you go back to 2017, going into 2018 when Nagy showed up, he was at Fortune to have Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator. Yep. And some of the other guys, and that's why he had a winning record. Other well, than that, he re- never had a winning record. I know. Remember, they had 36 takeaways that year. And um, exactly. that's why you get the ball in great field position. He was able to put in all of his saddest sleigh plays and all the silly plays he did, and they all worked, and the Bears go to a 12-4 right. and four record. But since then, you're right. 8-8, eight 8-8, and 6-11. Eight, eight and eight, Losing record, and so I'm hopeful that we get rid of uh, Ted Phillips. You got to start at the top. Let him go concentrate on Arlington Heights, right? Build a stadium and work on that financial stuff. You know, if they want to keep pace around, fine. Make him make him president of uh, you know uh, front office or whatever, uh, and bring in Sean Payton. He has ties to Sean Payton down there in New Orleans. He does, and Sean Payton, and we appreciate the call, Mike. Sean Payton is one of the guys I asked the question yesterday, which former Bear player would you like to have as the next head coach? Leslie Frazier, Jim Harbaugh, or Sean Payton? People forget that Sean Payton played. He was one of the scab quarterbacks during the strike. He came in and played for the Spare Bears back in the day, and uh, people overwhelmingly yesterday said Sean Payton. Now the question is, will Sean Payton leave um New Orleans. He's been short of a quarterback all season long, and uh, it's been difficult for them. They're still trying to get into the playoffs today as they're battling with the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, but we'll see. He's a name that's out there, 
And um, we'll see if, in fact, the Bears make a decision. First, they got to fire the guys, and then they work on who the next guy to come in and work is. Let's go to uh, Oak Forest. And, Joe, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Joe. Hey, what's going on? I just want to say, say uh, thank you for all you do. You're a great man, and uh, congratulations. Well, I'm not a bad announcer. I don't know about a great man yet. So well, I'll well, keep working well, hey, on that. I, I mean, I, I never met you personally, but you seem like a great guy. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, I appreciate so it. First, first thing is this. Um, the Packers did keep their starting uh, rotation in for, what was it, the first half of the game? And they yes. were losing. Yeah, I know. So I, I almost feel like it was like a cop-out to the coaching staff because they were losing already. They didn't want to keep their starters in to lose. It could have been. Um, it could have been. But, you know, I, you, the way Detroit Detroit deserved to win, it didn't mean anything for the Packers this game today. No, they do deserve to win, and they've been playing hard for their coach, and their coach has been unbelievable for their team, and that's what they need. They needed a hard-nosed, guys over the, a hard-nosed guy over there to kind of straighten that out. But um, the other thing was um, with, with the Bears in the front office, uh, the – Two callers ago that said they need to start at the top. Yes, yeah, I understand that. That's what we've all been saying. But with the Bears organization, it just scares the heck out of me because even with like the way that the Bears played for Nagy these past couple weeks, it scares me because the McCaskies will look at it and say, "Well, they're playing hard for this guy," and then they're going to bring. I it, it it breaks my heart, but I feel like they might bring both guys back. Oof. Ooh, I, I understand what you're saying. I hope that's not the case. Uh, you can't bring them both back and just try to see if it can get better. I don't think Bears fans not, would handle that right now. I'm not trying to have a, a whole stadium filled with clown faces. I'm, I'm really not. No, I agree. I agree. I don't think we can. We need. To, we don't need to do that in Chicago. Um, but I appreciate the call. I, I would think that's not going to happen. I would think that the Bears are going to make it move one way or another if they came back i was surprised last year when they brought both pace and um, naggy back a lot of people said they weren't that surprised because the 12 and 4 record gave them a couple of years but i thought i was surprised a little bit last year and i wasn't expecting a whole heck of a lot uh deon miller from abc7 predicted a 6 and 11 season this year that's what they got jeff meller on the pregame show said 7 and 10 and he put some cash on it, and he ends up not being happy today. But um, that's the way it all plays out. We'll see. Again, tomorrow we're here all day long, 14 hours straight, live and local. Starts at 5 a.m. with David Kaplan and Jay Hood, the Cap and Jay Hood Show. Then it goes in to uh, Carmen and Yurko from 9 until noon, noon till 2. It'll be Meller and Miller, and then 2 to 6, Waddle and Sylvie, followed by Chris Black. Black will take over as his partner. He's in Indianapolis getting ready for the Alabama Crimson Tide going against Georgia, a game you'll hear right here tomorrow night. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank everyone for calling. All the kind words you had throughout uh, the last couple of days here on ESPN 1000. Thanks to Sean Davis all season long for producing for me and getting everything set and getting all the post-game interviews ready. Appreciate it all. Thank you very much. Don't forget tomorrow, big day. We'll see. Nagy, Pace, both, neither. We'll talk about it tomorrow starting at 5 on ESPN 1000. Oh, Fred, win or lose, we always enjoy it. You know that. That's what we do, right? Exactly. The labor of love. Yeah, we, we got 17 of them now, so we have to enjoy them. <laughs> oh, I guess we have to. It's yeah, in the contract. That's right. Have a good one, J.D. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. Thanks, Fred.